Hey guys, welcome to Precision Nutrition's Eat, Move, and Live Better podcast. I'm Dr. John Berardi, co-founder of Precision Nutrition, and if you're not familiar with us, over the last 15 years, we've become the world's largest online nutrition, fitness, and health coaching company. Through that time, as you can imagine, we've watched fad diets and fitness crazes come and go. But when the fads have failed and the crazes died out and people just want something that works, they turn to Precision Nutrition for things like expert coaching, guided mentorship, and online support. In this podcast, which is a mix of recorded articles, interviews, and roundtable discussions, myself and my Precision Nutrition colleagues will help make the whole nutrition, fitness, and health process work for you. Ideally, you'll discover that eating, moving, and living well can be easy and enjoyable for now and into the future. So let's get started. Good day, everyone. This is Bryce from Precision Nutrition, and today I'm reading the article by Brian St. Pierre called Workout Nutrition Explained, What to Eat Before, During, and After Exercise. We all know that what you eat is important, but what about when you eat? especially if you're active. Well, in today's article, Brian reviews the evidence on workout nutrition and gives you practical recommendations for what to eat before, during, and after exercise. And a bonus? We even created a cool infographic that summarizes this article. You can find it online at precisionnutrition.com forward slash workout dash nutrition dash infographic. Alright, let's get started with a quick summary. By eating a healthy, well-considered meal one to two hours before exercise, and another healthy, well-considered meal within one to two hours after exercise, most people can meet their workout nutrition needs without anything else. In other words, if you're a healthy person who exercises regularly, you probably don't need special workout nutrition strategies. Of course, athletes? They do have special needs. If you're an endurance athlete, you probably train for high-level competition. You log a lot of high-intensity miles each week. For you, carbohydrate and calorie needs are likely higher, so you could add a protein plus carbohydrate drink during your training. If you're training as a bodybuilder, you lift weights with serious muscle growth in mind. You want to gain weight, so your protein and calorie needs are likely higher as well. You could add a protein-carbohydrate drink during your training. If you're getting ready for a fitness competition, you accumulate a lot of exercise hours. You're trying to drop to a single-digit body fat percentage. For you, carb intake should be lower. You'd benefit from the performance-enhancing, muscle-preserving, branched-chain amino acids, or BCAA, during your training. In today's article online, we have a handy table that outlines our recommendations by goal and by body type. Now, since you're listening to me and can't see the table, I'm going to give you a brief rundown on the workout nutrition guidelines by goal and body type. First, if you're an ectomorph with a general goal of muscle gain or endurance support, you want to eat normally one to two hours prior to a workout. Drink a protein and carbohydrate drink, BCAA drink, or water during your workout, and then eat normally one to two hours after your workout. If you're a mesomorph whose general goal is physique optimization or intermittent sports support, You should eat normally 1-2 to hours prior to a workout, drink one protein and carbohydrate drink, BCAA drink, or water during a workout, and eat normally 1-2 to hours after. And if you're an endomorph, whose general goal is fat loss or strength sport support, 
You should eat normally one to two hours prior to your workout, drink a BCAA drink or water during your workout, and eat normally one to two hours after your workout. Now, of course, if you're not an athlete and you're just an average person like most of us, you should be focusing on food quality and quantity. In other words, if you're exercising for general health and fitness, if your goals are more modest, and or you don't have unique physiological needs, then you probably don't need any particular workout nutrition strategies. Focus instead on eliminating nutrient deficiencies, ensuring your portions are the right size, and eating right for your body type. Now for more on all of this, you can check out our article, How to Fix a Broken Diet, Three Ways to Get Your Eating on Track. You can find it online at precisionnutrition.com forward slash fix dash a dash broken dash diet. Now let's talk about nutrient timing. These days, even women's magazines like Cosmopolitan recommend exercise drinks to help with hydration and recovery. Nutrient timing, they say, is important for every exerciser. While we hesitate to disagree with the eminent sports nutrition pros staffing lifestyle magazines, but most people don't need to worry about nutrient timing, ever. At Precision Nutrition, we've worked with over 30,000 people through our coaching programs. This experience, combined with the latest scientific evidence, suggests that for most people trying to look and feel their best, nutrient timing is not a main priority. In fact, for a more detailed review of this, check out Is Nutrient Timing Dead? And Does When You Eat Really Matter? You can find that article online at precisionnutrition.com forward slash nutrient dash timing. Indeed, for a lot of people, stressing out about when to eat their carbs and when to eat their fats and what to eat in and around their workouts, it can all be distracting, even self-sabotaging. Now, there are other people where nutrient timing actually gives them a framework for making good food decisions and controlling total intake. So, of course, if that's you, rock on with the nutrient timing. Just remember, we're not saying nutrient timing is good or bad here. It certainly can and often does work. But nutrient timing is just one tool. And like every tool, it has to be used skillfully in the right way and in the right situation. What's true for the pre-diabetic office worker who's never exercised is certainly not true for the serious endurance runner or the longtime bodybuilder. In fact, the people who stand to benefit most from specific nutritional strategies around their workouts are those athletes. So in the end, if you're reading this as an athlete or a serious exerciser, or even as a trainer or coach who works with these populations, know that these strategies could help make a difference. But also know, nutrient timing? It isn't magic. It won't suddenly transform your physique or performance. And this is especially true if you aren't yet doing basic good habits consistently. And if you're a recreational exerciser who just wants to look and feel better, you want to instead read our How to Fix a Broken Diet article. Alright, now with all that said, let's dig in to workout nutrition in detail. For those of you interested in learning more, first we'll cover what's happening during the pre-exercise, during exercise, and post-exercise time periods. Then we'll share what to eat to get the most out of them. So let's start with pre-exercise nutrition needs. What and when you eat before exercise can make a big difference to your performance and recovery. In the three hours before your workout, you'll want to eat something that helps you sustain energy, boost performance, hydrate, preserve muscle mass, and speed recovery. And there are a few ways to ensure you're meeting your requirements. First, 
protein before exercise. Eating some protein in the few hours before exercise can help you maintain or even increase your muscle size. That's important for anyone who wants to improve health, body composition, or performance. Protein before exercise can also reduce markers of muscle damage, or at least prevent them from getting worse. The less damage to your muscles, the faster you recover, and the better you adapt to your exercise over the long term. Protein before exercise also floods your bloodstream with amino acids just when your body needs them most. This boosts your muscle building capabilities. So not only are you preventing damage, you're increasing muscle size. Now don't necessarily rush off to mix a protein shake right now. While protein before a workout is a great idea, speed of digestion doesn't seem to matter much. So any protein source eaten within a few hours of the workout session will do the trick. All right, what about carbs before exercise? Well, eating carbs before exercise does fuel your training and help with recovery. It's a popular misconception that you only need carbs if you're engaging in a long, a more than two hour bout of endurance exercise. In reality, carbs can also enhance shorter term high intensity training. So unless you're just going for a quiet stroll, ensuring that you have some carbs in your system will improve high intensity performance. Carbs before exercise also preserves muscle and liver glycogen. This tells your brain that you are well fed and helps increase muscle retention and growth. And lastly, carbs before exercise stimulate the release of insulin. When combined with protein, this improves protein synthesis and prevents protein breakdown. Another reason why a mixed meal is a great idea. No sugary carb drinks required. Alright, and now lastly, fats before exercise. Now fats before exercise don't appear to improve nor diminish sport performance. And they don't seem to fuel performance. That's what carbs are for. Fats before exercise do help to slow digestion, which maintains blood glucose and insulin levels and keeps you on an even keel. They also provide some minerals and vitamins, and they're important in everyone's diet. With these things in mind, here are some practical recommendations for the pre-exercise period. Depending on what suits your individual needs, you can simply have a normal meal in the few hours before exercise, or you can have a smaller meal just before your exercise session. Now, if you're trying to put on mass, you may even want to do both. So let's take a look at those meal options in more detail. Option one, two to three hours before exercise. This far in advance of your workout, have a mixed meal and a low calorie beverage like water. If you're a man, your meal might be comprised of two palms of protein dense foods, two fists of vegetables, two thumbs of fat dense foods, and two cupped handfuls of carb dense foods. If you're a woman, it would be one palm of protein-dense foods, one fist of vegetables, one thumb of fat-dense foods, and one cupped handful of carb-dense foods. Now, of course, your actual needs will vary depending on your size, goals, genetics, and the duration and intensity of your activity. For example, an endurance athlete preparing for a 20-mile run will need more carbs than someone getting ready for a 45-minute gym session. If you want to learn more about how you can individualize these meals for your own needs, check out our article, How to Fix a Broken Diet, online at precisionnutrition.com forward slash fix dash a dash broken dash diet. Now let's take a look at meal option number two, zero to 60 minutes before training. Rather than eating a large meal, two to three hours before exercise, some people like to eat a smaller meal closer to the session. Now the only issue with that is the closer you get to your workout, the less time there is to digest. 
That's why we generally recommend something liquid at this time, like a shake or a smoothie. Made with one scoop of protein powder, one fist of veggies, spinach works great in smoothies, one to two cup handfuls of carbs, whether they're berries or a banana, one thumb of fats like mixed nuts or flax seeds, and a low-calorie beverage like water or unsweetened almond milk. Now, it probably goes without saying, but with pre-training nutrition, choose foods that don't bother your stomach. Because, well, you know what happens if you don't. Alright, let's move on to talk about during exercise nutrition needs. What you eat or drink during exercise is only important under specific circumstances. But if you are going to eat during exercise, your goals will be similar to those for pre-workout nutrition. After all, you'll want to maintain hydration. Goals of nutrition during exercise are to stay hydrated, provide immediate fuel, boost performance, preserve muscle, and improve recovery. So let's start by talking about protein during exercise. Eating protein during exercise helps prevent muscle breakdown. This can lead to improved recovery and greater adaptation to training over the longer term. And this is especially true if it has been more than three hours since your last meal. You only need a small amount of protein to control protein breakdown, around 15 grams per hour. If you're the type of person who prefers to exercise on an empty stomach, then 10 to 15 grams of BCAAs during training can be helpful. Also keep in mind, protein during exercise is really only necessary for some people. Athletes doing long, intense training bouts, or multiple daily training sessions, or people trying to gain significant amounts of mass. Now let's talk about carbs during exercise. Eating carbs during exercise provides an immediate fuel source. This helps boost performance and facilitate faster recovery. It keeps our stress hormone cortisol down and beneficial hormones up. Eating carbs during exercise is also only beneficial in certain circumstances. Again, endurance athletes on long runs or for people who want to gain a lot of muscle and for highly active people who need every calorie they can get to increase size, strength, and or performance. So how many carbs should you eat? Well, that depends. The maximum amount of carbohydrates that can be digested or absorbed during exercise is 60 to 70 grams per hour. However, if you include protein in the mix, you can achieve the same endurance benefits with only 30 to 45 grams of carbohydrate per hour. Now also note, the protein also protects against muscle breakdown, so it's typically a good idea to add some in. Now lastly, let's talk about fats during exercise. Eating a bit of fat before and after exercise can be a great idea, and tasty too, but you should try to avoid eating fats during exercise. That's because fats can be more difficult to digest, and during training, you don't want to give your stomach more work than it can handle. So, do you need to eat during your workout? Well, that depends on how long it's been since your last meal and the length or type of exercise you're planning on. For training that's less than two hours long, the main focus should be on hydration. This is especially true if you're using good pre- and post-training nutrition, so make sure you bring plenty of water. But what about those sport drinks? Well, they don't offer much benefit for events less than two hours long, especially if you ate a good pre-exercise meal. Now, of course, there are some exceptions. If you're exercising in the heat and sweating a lot, sport drinks may be useful since they have electrolytes that help speed hydration and recovery. Also, if you're going to be competing or training again in less than eight hours, sports drinks may jumpstart recovery before the next session. If you're trying to gain maximum muscle, 
than including a protein and carbohydrate drink or some BCAAs during training could provide a small advantage. And finally, at the highest end of sport or competition, while it may not help, it certainly won't hurt to sip a sports drink during competition to ensure maximal hydration and energy supply. Now, for training that is longer than two hours, sports drinks can be a huge help. Every hour, you'll want to consume 15 grams of protein and 30 to 45 grams of carbs. This can come in the form of liquids, gels, or even some solid food. Many endurance athletes prefer to drink water and eat fruit or other foods to supply their energy even on long runs. Either approach is fine, as long as you ensure you're getting enough protein, carbohydrates, and electrolytes, especially sodium. If you're exercising intensely for longer than two hours, especially in the heat, don't rely on water alone. This will decrease your performance and your recovery, and it could also lead to hyponatremia, a condition in which the sodium levels in your blood become too low. Hyponatremia causes your muscles and heart to contract erratically, and it can even lead to death. Under these conditions, when you're sweating a lot, go with sports drinks. Alright, now let's dig into post-exercise nutrition needs. Post-workout nutrition can help you recover, rehydrate, refuel, build muscle, and improve future performance. So how does protein factor in? Well, eating protein after exercise prevents protein breakdown and stimulates synthesis, leading to increased or maintained muscle tissue. So it's a great strategy for better recovery, adaptation, and performance. In the past, most fitness experts recommended fast-acting proteins like whey or casein hydrolysate. This is because early research indicated that the more quickly amino acids get to your muscles, the better the result. However, new research shows that hydrolyzed fast-acting proteins may get into our systems too fast. Because they're in and out of the bloodstream so quickly, they might not maximize protein synthesis or maximally inhibit protein breakdown after all. What's more, hydrolyzed casein is preferentially taken up by the splanchnic bed, or internal organs, which means it isn't maximally effective for improving protein synthesis elsewhere. And the protein you ate before training is still peaking in your bloodstream, so how quickly this protein gets there doesn't really matter. What does this all mean? Well, there's no real evidence that protein powders, especially the fast-digesting kind, are any better for us than whole food protein after training. They're probably not worse either, which means you can choose whichever type of protein you want for your post-workout meal. Want fast and convenient? Make an awesome post-workout protein shake. Want real food? Then make an awesome high-protein meal. Any high-quality, complete protein should do the job as long as you eat enough. That means about 40 to 60 grams for men, or two palms, and 20 to 30 grams for women, or one palm. Now what about carbs after exercise? Well, contrary to popular belief, it's unnecessary to stuff yourself with refined carbohydrates and sugars to spike insulin and theoretically restore muscle and liver glycogen as rapidly as possible after your workout. In fact, a blend of minimally processed whole food carbohydrates along with some fruit to better restore and maintain liver glycogen, is actually a better choice. And this is because it's better tolerated, it restores glycogen equally over a 24-hour time period, and it might lead to better next-day performance. Now, endurance athletes who perform two glycogen-depleting sessions within eight hours of one another 
might be an exception to this guideline, as speed of glycogen replenishment is critical in that situation. But for most healthy exercisers, whole food with some fruit is a better way to go. Research shows that muscle protein breakdown is most inhibited and muscle protein synthesis happens best when insulin is at 15 to 30 milliunits per liter. This is only about three times above fasting levels of 5 to 10 milliunits per liter. And these levels are easily reached if you eat a mixed meal or drink a super shake a few hours before and after training. Plus with mixed meals, your levels should stay at this rate for about four hours after consumption. And now let's talk about fats after exercise. Dogma has it that we should avoid fats after exercise because they slow digestion and absorption of nutrients. While this is true in most cases, it's also irrelevant. We've already seen that speed of digestion of protein and carbs is not necessarily as important as we once thought. Well, the same goes for fats. In fact, one study compared what happens when people drink skim milk rather than whole milk after training. Participants drank either 14 ounces of skim milk or 8 ounces of whole milk. That equalized the calories, for those of you who love calorie math. The skim milk drinkers got the same number of calories, along with 6 extra grams of protein. So you'd think they'd have the advantage. Yet the whole milk drinkers actually ended up with a higher net protein balance. And the researchers had no explanation other than the fat content of the whole milk. Additional research shows that eating as much as 55 grams of fat post-training and another 55 grams in two subsequent meals did not get in the way of glycogen replenishment compared to lower fat meals with the same amount of carbohydrates. So clearly, fat doesn't reduce the benefits of protein and carbohydrate consumption around training. In fact, it actually might help provide some benefits of its own. So while you don't have to rush in the door and straight to the fridge the minute you finish at the gym, you also shouldn't dawdle and poke around forever before eating. Failing to eat within a two-hour window following training can slow recovery. But this is context-dependent. What you ate before your workout influences things. If your pre-training meal was a small one or you ate it several hours before training, then it's probably more important for you to get that post-workout meal into your system pretty quickly probably within an hour. If you trained in a fasted state, say first thing in the morning before breakfast, then it's also a good idea to chow down as soon after your workout as you can. But if you ate a normal-sized mixed meal a couple hours before training, or a small shake closer to training, then you have a full one to two hours after training to eat your post-workout meal and still maximize the benefits of workout nutrition. So go ahead, spend an hour in the kitchen cooking up a feast. Just remember, the approach to recover from training is the same as your preparation for a workout. Have a mixed meal of real food. Again, for men, that would mean including two palms of protein, two fists of vegetables, two cupped handfuls of carbs, two thumbs of fats, and a low-calorie beverage like water. And for women, it would be one palm of protein, one fist of vegetables, one cupped handful of carbs, one thumb of fats, and a low-calorie beverage like water. And sometimes after training, you might not feel hungry, and that's okay. If you don't feel like eating, you can go with liquid nutrition. Make a super shake using the same hand-sized portion guidelines that I just mentioned. Alright, now with all this said, what's the conclusion? Well, in the end, there's no perfect pre- and post-training feeding regimen for everyone. What to eat is always context-specific. The protein, carbohydrate, fat, and fluid requirements 
for a 155-pound endurance athlete in the midst of marathon training versus a 225-pound bodybuilder recovering from a heavy resistance training session, they're quite different. Times of your training year will also dictate different needs in the post-exercise recovery period. That same bodybuilder will need a different approach when he starts to diet in preparation for a contest. But for most of us, people without athletic competitions on the horizon, the best pre- and post-training meals will contain some combination of high-quality protein, high-quality carbohydrates, healthy fats, and some fruit and vegetables. These whole foods provide an awesome blend of nutrients, protein, carbohydrates, fats, fiber, vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, and phytonutrients that all build muscle, supply energy, decrease inflammation, and boost recovery. And of course, you can eat solid foods or drink smoothies. And the amount of each macronutrient can vary depending on your needs as well as your personal preferences and tolerances. In terms of timing, you have about 1-2 to two hours on both sides of your training to still get maximal benefit. And according to the most recent data, the total amount of protein and carbohydrate consumed over the course of the day is far more important to lean mass gain, fat loss, and performance improvements than any specific nutrient timing strategy. So, enjoy your workout and your meals. This has been Bryce from Precision Nutrition, reading today's article, Workout Nutrition Explained, What to Eat Before, During, and After Exercise, by Brian St. Pierre. You can read the article online yourself, plus find the link to our cool infographic at precisionnutrition.com forward slash workout dash nutrition dash explained. Thanks for listening, everyone, and have a great day. Okay, everyone, that's it for this week's edition of Precision Nutrition's Eat, Move, and Live Better podcast. For more information about how to eat, move, and live better yourself, and for some awesome free nutrition and health resources, come visit us on the web at www.precisionnutrition.com. You could also visit us on Facebook or on Twitter at InsidePN. Talk to you next time.